Hi guys, welcome into But Did It Break You podcast. I am your host, Tiara Ebony. Okay guys, welcome back. On this episode, I will be discussing how not to allow others try to dictate your next move. So for me, this is huge. Back in 2020, I decided to uproot my life and just leave everything I've known. But prior to that, it kind of rooted into my childhood, to be honest. So a lot of time we desire some form of validations, whether that's from our friends or loved ones, before we make a move. Many times we do this without even knowing subconsciously. For myself, this has happened countless times. If you know me, I'm very career-driven, which causes me to have to think outside the box sometimes to obtain the lifestyle I wish to have. Sadly, my support system is slim. (laughs) Growing up, I didn't have a safe space to express my emotions or my thoughts. There was no privacy in my house. (laughs) There was no other um, person I could run to to kind of debrief or to vent to other than my grandmother. And while I love her to pieces, she may not have all the answers, but she did have some type of insight, of course. My family can be quite hectic and chaotic. Uh, you ever heard the phrase, people thrive in chaos? I swear, y'all, that's, that's just my family. They thrive in some form of chaos. It works for them. I love them to pieces. But I was raised in a fearful environment um, to fear men. I mean, the men around me were violent, um, things like that. So there was not really a safe space for me to go to vent to feel safe within my emotions. So a lot of times I really had to embody those emotions and really learn how to deal with it other ways. So, like, as a teenager, I would just work. I, we mirror our parents, right? We really do mirror them whether we want to admit it or not. And then you'll get to a place where you'll start to see the bad habits you may have picked up along the way. But for me, I was just never motivated as a child to do anything outside of the normal stuff, right? Just never was motivated to go above and beyond to really look into what I want to do. I was always told, be a nurse, right? For some reason, I don't know what it is. Be a nurse. Everybody seemed like the nurse was just the end-all, be-all for Black women, within my family, that is. So the first chance I had to get away, I did. I broke away. I went to Norfolk State University. Now we're going to be hold that green and go. So I was not really into college or school or anything like that. I just wanted to get away from my environment that I was currently in. So I was very nervous. Um, I was a person, I still am, very introverted. But I knew I just needed to get away and I needed to develop what I felt was like a safe space. So y'all, now stick to me. Y'all know where Norfolk State is. And I went to Norfolk State back in 2011. If you know, you know. So it's like rooted in Norfolk. One side is a decent area. I would say like middle class. And then the other side is ghetto. I think I saw my first prostitute in Norfolk. But the root of the college, y'all, the culture. And now, come on now. Have you ever been to Norfolk State the last year or so? It's a 180. 
they have like the rooftop little eating area they tore down all the old buildings the library is beautiful the new brown is beautiful but i was there before new brown and new uh nursing building as well as the library so if you were around that campus that time you know the difference in the different aesthetics is changed over the years but anywho, back to my story. Um, I went to orientation with my mother. Y'all. After orientation, my mother pleaded with me to return home because the campus she felt was just not safe. She projected all her fears. She told me all the things that could possibly go wrong. She told me um, just everything to kind of scare me back to home. Now, typically, it would have worked because I was just a child and I feared a lot of things. And just like I said, the product of what I, which I grew up in, very fearful. And I did. I feared it. But something in me is like, no, Tiara, you're going to sit here because if you go home, what is at home? There's nothing at home. And it was like suffocating being in a house with the rules my mother had placed. And of course, I'm like, I'm almost 18. I think I'm like 17, or I may have just turned 18, actually. I had just turned 18. You know how that is. You're just ready to go, be grown, X, Y, Z. So that's what I did. Because um, I was already scared. I didn't have anybody there at Norfolk with me. I was all by myself. None of my high school friends went to NSU. A lot of them went to Virginia State. And I was not going to Virginia State because my brother was there. And that's the last thing I needed to do was to have somebody to report back anything that I had planned on doing, which is crazy because I did not, y'all. My mother was one of those people, I don't know, but I was very gullible. Everything she said kind of stuck. So I never did like marijuana. I didn't smoke weed. I'm the one in the car when they're doing a hot box. And I'm like, y'all, can I, can I just crack the window just a little bit? I'm that girl. I was very, very, uh, how can you put it? Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Sheltered to a degree, to a degree. So anyhow, I ended up staying in Norfolk State was great, y'all. It was great. I did for my very first year. I was homesick to no ends. I would go home every probably every other week, if not every week, on that Greyhound. Y'all, if you know what I'm talking about, because Charlottesville and Norfolk is only like three hours. So I would hop on a Greyhound. My mom and my stepfather would pick me up in Richmond and be back at school by Monday. But this is like the first time I really stopped and kind of saw the fears that's projected. Even though I didn't realize it at that moment, my body did. So my mind, it took some time to catch up with my feelings. And this is the opposite way. Because my body felt like I needed a change. Everything in me is like, no, you just got to do it. Regardless if you're fearful. I am super shy back in my, um, my North State days. I'm an introvert. Still to this day, I'm a little shy and introvert. And it wouldn't show now Tierra at 29. But Tierra 18 was a whole nother thing. So this was the first time my body kind of rejected that fear. It's like, no, stop. What is it that you want to do? You have a plan. So that's what I did. So of course I graduated with Norfolk State, y'all. That was that was a trial and error. That is a lot of different things that happened in my time at Norfolk State, but I really enjoyed it. So moving on after that, I knew what I wanted to do. I had already had a plan in my mind and my career. Um, I was in a relationship with my college sweetheart. We were together 
and um it was it was going so we're gonna fast forward to 2020 pandemic year right so by 2020 y'all i had already known this is what i'm gonna do with my career i work on the clinical documentation side of healthcare, and i knew i wanted to be a director in my department but to get there y'all it is i did not have a clue where to start so i was hopping jobs and i was meeting people along the way and that's when I start to see what it is I need to do as far as to get myself on the right pathway. By nature, I am already a natural leader. So I just needed the skill sets and I needed the education pieces to really mold myself into this position, which I'm currently in at today. So I decided also I had outgrown Virginia. I had hopped over to Richmond, to Charlottesville, to Newport News, to Norfolk, back to Newport News, even Carrollton and Suffolk area. So it wasn't too much of the 757 and the 434-804 region that I did not live. So I'm like, what is it that you're looking for, Tiara? Like, it's not here. And I was always so fearful to leave because I was very close to my family. They call, I would come and I needed to be within a driving distance. And then uh, it's just, I didn't have boundaries with them, to be honest with you guys. My family, I just felt like they were to come first. That's how I was raised. Family is first. Family's always going to be there. Absolutely. I agree with that 100%. But you need some boundaries. If anything I've learned over the last three, five years, you need some boundaries. So anyhow, um, right in the midst of the pandemic, I'm like, I gotta get the hell out of Virginia. I reached my cap. Um, I was going through a real tough time with my current position. I end up putting my notice in. And then um, I was just applying. So I walked out on faith. If you know me, I walk out on faith as well. My faith is very strong. But that's another story for another day. Um, but yeah, I just started applying everywhere outside of Virginia, and I had landed a job that's like far east Texas. It was going to be a director for a hospital, and I was super excited. I interviewed. I got the job. So I came, and I kind of told my family and my friends, hey, I got this job. You know, I'm thinking it over. I'm really ready to go. Y'all did my research. I had looked into the different cities that surrounded them and like, where did I want to live? I looked at the danger aspects. I looked at it all. My mother, it was not having it. She, I don't know what it is, but back then, um, it's just something she kind of like had a hold on me to say. But anywho, she just told me all the things that could go wrong. My even my close circle, they just was like really like it was no support, no excitement, no nothing, y'all. I was sitting there and I'm like, well, damn, maybe they're right. Maybe I'm gonna fail if I leave. I don't have no plan. I'm gonna fail. I'm gonna be by myself, me and my two dogs. Like, what are you gonna do, Tierra? <laughs> and that's what I was. This is what I was saying to myself. And I just psyched myself out. I didn't have anybody tell me everything that could go right. They all told me everything that could go wrong. Or they gave me half-assed motivation. Like, if you think you can do it, if that's what you want, no. uh, I don't know why, but back then, I really wanted that validation, you know? 
I didn't know that's exactly what I was looking for, but my expectations, this is why you get you in trouble, were really high for my family and my friends to motivate me to go because they all know how I am, especially with my career. At 2020, I had already built myself up within two years in my career, y'all. I was a manager, not yet a director, and this role was to be a director. And I'm like, well, damn, that's sweet. I'm bypassing a lot. And I could finally be in the field that I want to be. Long story short, I didn't go. I let them get to me. And as soon as I turned it down, the next day I woke up and I felt instant regret. I felt like, you know, I allowed them to dictate my next move. But I am also a huge believer. God places you in certain places for a reason. I did end up getting a job at a predominantly Black healthcare facility out there in Portsmouth. And when I tell you, it was amazing. It was something I've never been able to see, to sit down with Black women leaders and and like really feel at home. I'm usually always the only Black African-American woman in the room. I'm usually the youngest as well at this table. But this one was different. And I was so, so like hungry to understand how they have gotten to their place they have gotten. But at the same time, I knew this was not my my last stop by no means. Um, So that's what I did. This this facility, they have multiple facilities, has so much room for growth, but also within working there. Sadly, um, you're going to meet people along the way who do not want to see you grow. You're going to feel, well, they're going to feel, you're coming in and try to replace them. You're coming in trying to shake things up because you got degrees. Like they look at you as if you being extremely bougie. Now for me, y'all, I don't mean to come off in that way by no means, but I'm very eager to get in, understand things and kind of bring them up to speed. And the department I was working in uh, has so much potential, so much potential, but you got to be careful. Don't, just be blazing into a new department sit down get to know people yeah so that was a lesson also I had to learn anywho about three months later I got another actually a better offer at the time so it was an offer to help open a behavioral health hospital out in Iowa and I was gonna have my own department and I was gonna build it up from scratch I didn't even think about it. I did do my research and like the interview process was pretty long. So anywho, I did research about Iowa and things of that nature. All the same research I had did for Texas. But this time I took it regardless of what people said because I'd already knew because it was such a short time, right? I had already knew how they felt. And at this point, I wasn't going to allow them to stunt my growth. That's how I felt. I wasn't going to allow their fears to be projected on me and embody myself. And then I absorb all of that. You know, I'm a very emotional person. So I'm like, forget that. We're going. So me and my pups and everything, we're going. So I packed everything up within, I want to say like three weeks. And I was on my way to Iowa. And then people like, are they even black people in Iowa? Yes. There's black people in Iowa, okay? I mean, I don't know why that is, like, one of the most annoying questions for me. But, yes, there's people in Iowa. So, um, yeah, that's what I did. The hospital was beautiful. And I, don't judge me. 
I did not know behavioral health at the time was kind of like uh, different fields of we call mental institutes. Uh, so it was a different, it was really different. I learned a lot at this position and this position actually kind of set the tone for me. I had to really ask myself as well, is this what I want to do? Because maybe four or five months in, I start to see different things and different aspects. And while I've never been the one to walk into place and feel that I'm black, at this facility, oh baby, you knew you were black when you sat at that table. But I also met one of the most important people in my career, which was my manager, and she was she was amazing. I feel like God placed her in my life because at that moment, I was spiraling. I had remembered all the fears and things that people had told me. I felt like I was failing because I was about to leave this position. This position, y'all, they got me in the door with a certain title. It didn't match a job description. And then I'm like, wait a minute. You know, this is word for word the same job description for a higher, higher title. Why is my title anything less? It was not requiring anything more, y'all. It was word for word, word for word, identical. But I had the lower title. And we were growing so fast. So I had sat down with the CFO and the CEO because I was given my notice at this point because I felt like I was undervalued. And that's just a whole nother story because it's, it's very long. But anywho, I ended up leaving that job. But I did not have a plan. Now, y'all, this is the second time, well, really technically the third time I walked out on faith. But within that, I was able actually to get a job, same title, making about $8,000 more right across the street. And that was less than, I want to say, a month from leaving my current position. So this is what I'm saying. Don't allow people fears to stay in your way. Remember who you are and why you are pursuing whatever it is that you're pursuing. There's going to be so many people to tell you everything that could possibly go wrong, right? Like you don't already think of those things yourself. <clears throat> don't allow that to phase you. Think of everything that can go right. If you're religious, definitely lean into it because you'll start to see why it is you are on this path. Be wise enough to understand the people you come across. Unfortunately, I didn't have a mentor that I could call up and say, hey, this is where I'm at in life. No, I had great friends that I can vent to was just an ear, right? But I didn't have any guidance. I had to learn it myself. I had to build it. I had to understand what God was placing people in my life to listen to. I'm very coachable, moldable, but you will not stand in my way. One thing about it, when I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do something. Now, if I'm getting a little ass whooping along the way because, you know, I was hard-headed or I didn't want to do it my way, it was only going to happen once, right? Because it only takes for me one time to realize maybe you should have did that to your I'm big on self-reflection. You have to be. But don't allow people come into your way because you have your journey. They have theirs. And a lot of times they may not understand what it is that you're trying to achieve because it's for you. I don't know why sometimes we really want that validation. It's probably because 
it's our loved ones, it's our parents, our family, our friends. We want them to be excited for us just like we are, right? Wrong. You got to build that within. You have to be your own support. And it's another lesson I really have had to learn over the years. I have to not set my expectations so high for others because when they disappoint me, it hurts. It like it hurts to the core. So if you haven't remember anything else I've said, remember this. Do not set expectations for others. Set them for yourself. There's going to be times where you walk on your journey alone. There's going to be times where you feel like you can't see what's next. Lean into your faith. Have faith. And remember why you are where you are. Right? Stay true to yourself. Do not allow others to reject their fears. Coming up on the series, Facing Your Fears, I also will talk about knowing when it's time to leave your hometown, learning your own way, not caring what other people say, trusting yourself, and living your life. So stay tuned.